On today's show, the Bucks miss out on Bradley Beal. It certainly seemed like they had some interest there, so we're going to wrap up the chat around Bradley Beal. And then what about Chris Paul? What is going to happen next with CP3? We've discussed him on this podcast in previous years. Is there going to be another conversation to be had? I'll ask Justin that. And then Chris Middleton, the deadline for that player option is within 48 hours as we record this show. Has anything changed over the last few weeks? And what do we think is going to happen? Let's get into it. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Monday to Friday, and also find my work over at ESPN and alongside me from the Bucks Radio Network, Justin Garcia. And uh, it might be a busy week for the Bucks with the draft coming up. We don't know if the Bucks are going to get more involved, and then of course free agency not too far after that. So uh, we appreciate you joining us on today's show and right through the week. And uh, as always, for all your support, whether you can subscribe, like, drop a comment, all those things, we really appreciate it. It really helps us and helps boost the show. And it's free to do so. So we would appreciate that. Uh, we would also love it if you join us at Broken Bat Brewery next Wednesday night. Not this Wednesday, the 28th in Milwaukee. If you live in the area, uh, swing by. Justin will be there. I'll be there. Frank will be there. Eric will be there. And uh, hopefully a few guests as well that we're working on that can come in and we'll have a few beers. We'll talk about the Bucks, And uh, we might have some interesting topics to get to uh, by the time next Wednesday rolls around. So come down, say hello. And uh, like I always say, let us know. Uh, what do you think we should talk about? The show, good or bad, uh, for what the Bucks are going to try and do this offseason. We appreciate the support. Justin, an interesting 24 hours in the NBA, and we weren't really sure what was happening with the Bradley Beal deal. We've discussed it a lot. We're going to try and wrap it up here today as it was a talking point. The Bucks were absolutely reported in having interest. They seemed like they were out of the deal, then they were back in at the last second, but they weren't able to get it done. Uh, what do you think it tells you about the Bucks' mindset, though, that they were even interested in going down this path? Well, I guess I'm, number one, curious, like, if you could somehow find in oral history in the last 48 hours just to see where were things at on Friday and, and Saturday as to the understanding of when it kind of boiled down to just the suns and the heat, but then did the Bucks re-enter and – uh, look, when you look at the details in the trade, it was clear what we talked about uh, late last week when, when we first discussed this. The only real way this is going to happen is if Bradley Beal says the Bucks are the team I want to play for, that's where I want to go. Because when you look at what the Wizards got in return for Beal, it was clear with his no trade clause. It was, I want to go to the Suns. That's it. I'll waive the no trade clause to go there. Otherwise, I'm sticking around here. So so they were just able to get out from under the Bradley Beal contract and bring, bring back very, very minimal assets. Um, what it says, though, about the Bucks is, I guess it, it kind of reminds you of the summer of, uh, not the summer, the fall of 2021 going into, or 2020 going into that that season where the Bucks would ultimately win the title and that 
you felt like something had to happen after a loss, ironically, to the Heat in the bubble. Um, and it came about very quickly where it was it was one day in November, late at night, where it was, hey, the Bucks got Drew Holiday and, hey, we think they have Bogdan Bogdanovich <laughs> as well. And, and we saw how that uh, came to be. But it, it does kind of show you they're looking at everything. And it's not just we think Adrian Griffin just changing the coach and bringing in a guy that's going to run things a little differently, whether or not it had to be a former player as some of those reports had come out. How important that was remains to be seen, but it does give you the vibe that it's not just looking at this and saying, if we change the coach, we're good. It's not to say that that won't be it, but they're at least looking at all avenues. Here's what I took away from that. Yeah. So a couple of things that I thought about, and this has been the case for a little bit, and it's not exactly new to the Bucks, And it was the same going back to that period of time when Giannis also had to sign his extension in that off season, you know, just after the Drew Holiday deal that ended up working out. But I think about this and say, well, okay, if the Bucks are interested in Beal, first of all, he's a very good player. So I understand it. He would be nice. He would bring something that the Bucks don't have. But who's pushing for it? Is it John Horst that wants Bradley Beal? Is it Giannis that is saying, I want to play with him? Is it one of the owners that are leaning more heavily into this? So I think that's why it's always fascinating when the Bucks are reported to, to make this push, particularly if you look at this offseason and think, well, and you believe and you read into, was Adrian Griffin Giannis's guy? So is Giannis putting more pressure on the organization, which I've said before, I think that he should. I think he's got every right to do so. Historically, our player is the best GM. I don't know whether Giannis will be a great GM uh, trying to force all these moves, but I think the Bucs should feel under pressure and they should try and uh, lean into certainly making Giannis happy where possible. I also don't care too much about what happens beyond the next two years. And of course, things are going to get a little bit messy, but we know the Bucs have to get a little creative this offseason. But when I see people talk about, well, the Beal contract in three, four years, I kind of just don't really care about it. If you're the Bucks with Giannis, soon to be 29, going to be turning 30 in that period, you want to try and win a title in the next two seasons because you don't know what's coming after that, whether it's Giannis and his health, whether it's Giannis maybe not being in Milwaukee. But if you just like continually roll into season after season with the same stuff and don't at least show that you're making attempts to make the team better, that might not work out either. Well, and it's, it's the weird thing where um... – until you reach a certain level, you have to be very savvy and you have to be cognizant of things like contracts and, and keeping some flexibility. But once you have a player like Giannis and once you've won a title or been at that level where you're a perennial title contending team, you, I'm not saying you completely ignore it, but you pay less attention to it because the onus just goes on how do we stay at this level? So to your point over Bradley Beal's contract, I mean, yes, you could look at it as an albatross in, in two years with the value there, and especially if it's a, the same guy we've seen the last, what, four years, where he hasn't played in over 60 games in any of those seasons, and I think 90 games the last two years. Um, but also, we've talked a lot about this new CBA and some of the negatives. Um, we don't know things like a new TV deal, and a, there's a lot that's going to go into that with regional sports networks. But we've seen this in the past, too, where you think, man, that is – that is a bad contract. And then you get into a new TV deal and you get into a new CBA and all of a sudden something that looked bad, it's a lot easier to swallow. So it is on the surface, man, that's, that's a lot to take on financially, but on the flip side, you're getting younger and you would think, Hey, if, if we have this piece that's committed beyond two years, 
that's going to entice Giannis to stick around as well, because that's the other big portion of it. We've spent quite a bit of time this offseason saying, as this team is presently constructed, and again, if they run it back, I still think you would have to put them among the top two teams, maybe three, uh, depending on what other teams in the East do to win the conference, just because you have Giannis and, and theoretically the rest of the guys coming back. But your window is basically two years with this group. So I think the other big part is how do we keep that window open and is bringing in guys that are locked up and, and instead of looking at it and saying, man, that's a lot of money. You look at it and say, well, it's also a lot of years. And that would maybe keep a different part of this group together long term. Yeah. And I think just to wrap it up, uh, your point that you made off the top with the no trade clause, all those types of things. And then he ends up in Phoenix. Yeah. If given what the trade package was, if he really, really wanted to be in Milwaukee, he probably could have figured it out and that probably would have happened. So I think that's the big takeaway here. But I guess the flip side, if you're the Bucks and you are reported to be in all these different moves, and we're going to talk about Chris Paul in a little bit, and I know people will be like, why are you talking about Chris Paul? But I, I just think that it's, it's relevant with all these player movement. If he wants to go to a contender, I think it's worth discussing. But it's been so smooth with the Bucks in terms of the locker room, the players, now you get to this situation and it's like, I think everyone understands. If you want to trade for a guy like Bradley Bill, you know the types of guys that are going to be involved in that trade. So how do they feel about that? This is just a unique situation for the Bucks to be in. No, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because I wanted to bring up, you know, everything you pointed out that, that this group, the cohesiveness and the, the culture that they've built is one thing. But look, we saw what happened. And I'm not saying it's an apples to apples comparison, but we saw what happened at times last year with the Celtics where Jalen Brown knew his name was mentioned and his name was uh, offered for Kevin Durant. You mentioned the, the types of players. I mean, I think it boils down even more that, you know, it's nearly impossible to trade Chris Middleton, given his contract situation that if you look at this, you know, if you're drew holiday, there's a 95% chance my name was mentioned in this trade to bring in Bradley Beal so how does he react to that? And do we see any ripple effect? Yeah, and maybe it never got that far as well. So there's there's no actual indication outside of the Bucks. Hey, we're interested. Talk to Bradley Beal's camp. They go, hey, he doesn't really want to play there. And maybe that's the end. But yeah, to your point, if you're reaching out, then maybe you can but, connect the dots. And, and, the, and that's a good point, too, that we don't know how far this went. We just know the Bucks expressed interest. And maybe Bradley Beal said on the surface, I'm interested. What would it look like? And then you, you get down to the brass tacks and see – yeah, I'd like to play with Drew Holiday, so that's a, a no, and, and they exit early. But this is going to be interesting now with this trade, and I'm not trying to spend any time on it, but with this new CBA, just to see, this is our first test case, to, to see what the Suns are doing here. I would assume DeAndre Ayton is traded within the next two or three days, but that's still three very big contracts in Durant and Booker and Bradley Beal. So this is the Suns theoretically saying you know what we think guys are going to be willing to take that 1.6 or whatever it is million veteran minimum we think we can fill out a roster with that so i'm curious to see what happens there and if it's not as easy if that's maybe the first domino we see in fewer and fewer of these not necessarily super team but these types of trades where you say let's just accumulate stars and figure it out later Maybe I'm a sucker, but I'm still pretty excited if I'm a Phoenix Suns fan waking up this morning uh, with those three guys uh, eventually going to be on the roster there when it's uh, when it's made official. So, yeah, we'll see how it works out, and maybe it won't. And I think 
you know, thinking back to some of the title winners in recent years, whether it was this year with Denver, even Golden State last year, Milwaukee the year before, a lot of guys that have been drafted or, or been with the franchise for a long, long time, and, and perhaps some of these other teams haven't quite worked out just yet. Well, the other uh, real, real quick thing is, is this a good thing or bad thing, you think, for the Bucks that Bradley Beal goes to the West? Because on the surface, you would say, well, I don't know how you view Bradley Beal if you think he's a top 25 player or not, but at least he's not going to the Miami Heat, who he was linked to, and, and we don't have to worry about them getting more firepower, maybe, or is it, well, the Heat missed out on that. They're going to go after somebody bigger or some of the other teams. Yeah, hopefully the Heat don't get Damian Lillard. If you're a Bucks fan, that's not what you want. But yeah, overall, uh, him going out west is potentially easier for the regular season. Uh, although, if he stayed in Washington, they'd been pretty irrelevant as well. So we'll see. We'll see what happens here. But we suspect the Miami Heat are going to get involved in something there. Uh, we're going to get involved with Chris Paul coming up next and just at least chat about the weird situation he finds himself in now at this point in his career. Uh, and then the Chris Middleton deadline is coming up for his player option. So we'll get to that as well. Plenty more to discuss after I talk about our friends over at Ibotta. Uh, groceries, school shopping, or buying something for yourself. You know you're already doing it. So why not get cash back for it? And you can do that with Ibotta. You earn cash back on every shopping trip. Ibotta gives you the cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods as well. Either link your loyalty account or upload your receipt after you shop and get cash back. It's that easy. The average Ibotta user earns 120 bucks a year in cash back. Uh, that could be the cost of an entire shopping trip or maybe something a little bit fun as well. So right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners 5 bucks just for trying the app by using the code LOCKED. When you register, go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use the code LOCKED. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or Apple Store and use the code block. All right, we'll get to Chris Paul in just a little bit, but as we mentioned, live Locked on Bucks at Broken Bat Brewery next Wednesday, June the 28th. And as for this week's shows, Howard Beck will join me tomorrow, and we'll discuss what the events of the last few days have meant for the Bucks and what, what could a new coach do for Giannis as well. So plenty of Giannis chat on the show tomorrow with Howard Beck, and then we'll get Frank on in a lead-up to the draft. Maybe the Bucks are going to do some funny business in the next couple of days and trade into the draft, so plenty to discuss on this week's Locked On Bucks. But for right now, Chris Paul, and we've discussed Chris Paul, and uh, you already referenced the summer of 2020 and or the off-season of 2020, and Chris Paul was mentioned on more than a few podcasts that we did, and could the Bucks get involved there? I'm more just fascinated to see what happens with Chris Paul. I understand why there are fans that either A, would be like, he's 38, don't even worry about it. The Bucs don't need to get older. But two, I understand why there is fans that would be like, hey, if things don't work out and there's no other trade and he gets bought out by Washington, it would be negligent not to try and see whether there is interest in him coming to Milwaukee. That I mean, that uh, I think that's fair to say as well. Yeah, I would be... Um... 100% in favor and, and first and foremost, he matches the timeline. As we said, this group right. two years is probably your window. Chris Paul, you mentioned the age uh, it, it's probably the same and maybe just one year for Chris Paul. But the other thing is a lot of what we've talked about, not just the past uh, playoff run, but in years past too, we've talked about the offense in the half court, you know, Chris Paul can lead an offense, you know, Chris Paul can get to his spot and get his shots. He doesn't need to, he, he can't at this point be your primary guy. 
He doesn't need to on a team where he would theoretically be playing with Giannis and Chris Middleton and even Drew Holiday. And that last name, too, is also big because it gives the Bucks the chance, if this happened, to play bigger. And Drew could be your two. Chris Middleton is, is your three. And you can save Chris Paul quite a bit. I think that's something. That's one of the bigger things that would appeal to him. I think the two things the Bucks have is we bring this group back. It's a group that's gone on some deep playoff runs and beat you in the finals two years ago. But also, we've got Drew Holiday. We think he can play off the ball, but we think he can play point guard too. And we can save you and, and take some of those miles off in the regular season where we know your value is going to come in April and May and hopefully June. So we can really monitor how we use you through the regular season without really changing our offense and pick and choose our spots to keep you fresh. So there will be people that will jump in on the comments and say, well, he's going to LA, whatever. I, I would agree. Yeah. I, I think I think ultimately, whether it's the Lakers or the Clippers, that's where he ends up. Yeah. I don't really see why one of those teams, and I haven't looked into it close enough to know what it would look like, but I don't really understand why one of those teams would trade for Chris Paul. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. We'll see what happens in the next day or so, whether he does just end up in Washington and then is Washington really going to play hardball and say, no, we're not buying you out? I don't really see that either. Would Chris Paul miss the start of the season? I don't know. Like, I, I'm just curious to see how all this plays out. But if he is a, a true free agent, again, I think it's not a high likelihood that he ends up in Milwaukee. And I, I don't know about the, the Chris Paul and Giannis stuff. And there was some reports about that a few years ago. Does Giannis want to play with him? I think all that matters. But I do think that the Bucs need a point guard. And... I I don't know where that upgrade comes from. And if someone like that is available and it wouldn't have to be a minimum. I know Frank was tweeting about this the other day, but there's other ways around that, whether there's yeah. other trades that shed salary. Does Middleton and Lopez sign a re really friendly deal that allows you some, some breathing space there? I, I'm not sure, but there are other ways to, it would be a significantly reduced deal for what Chris Paul is used to be playing with. But if he gets a buyout, that's probably what he would end up doing to play on a contender either way. Yeah, and you know, to me, I agree. I think ultimately he ends up with the Lakers. I know both LA teams have been mentioned, but I just don't really – I don't see the sense that it makes with the Clippers. I get that they've needed a point guard, just as we've talked about with the Bucs. Um, but I think the more we've seen of the Clippers, it's just harder to put them in that contender category, that health is a big part of it. It's a group that's that's been around the same amount of time as this Bucks core group, and – they have nothing to show for it. So to me, if I'm Chris Paul, it, it's the Lakers and I can play with LeBron James and everything that team showed you uh, last year is where it would make the most sense. But I, I do think if you just said fit on the basketball court, the Bucks may be the team where it makes the most sense for Chris Paul to come to. And, and as I talked about the way to preserve some of those miles that he keep off his body leading into the postseason, but also I think, the thing that you would salivate over the most, you mentioned Giannis and what the relationship is, but a two-man game of Chris Paul and Giannis, if if we could see that where you know Chris Paul can hit that mid-range shot, so what do you do in those situations? That's what I would really, really love to see for the Bucks. Oh, yeah. That would be absolutely beautiful. If you're a Bucks fan in the, in the half court with uh, Chris Paul and Giannis, as you mentioned, that would be uh, delightful to watch, even – Chris Paul at this age, we're seeing when he's still playing, he still uh, he can play at a high level. And I think, again, it would be miles on the legs and looking after him, as you already referenced. So, yeah, I don't think it's a high likelihood, but certainly at least worth watching and see what happens over the uh, next uh, few days or perhaps 
uh, the next week or so there with CP3. But if we go from one Chris to another Chris, we're going to talk about Chris Middleton next because his deadline for that player option is coming up this Wednesday. So we are going to hear news, whether it's in the next few hours or the next 24 hours, something is going to come out about Chris Middleton. And I dare say we'll be talking about it on this show. But has anything changed over the last few days with all the things we discussed and the trade rumors? Let's talk about Chris Middleton next after we talk about prize picks. And uh, if you're not familiar with Price Picks now, I dare say you're just new to this show because they have been sponsoring us for a long time. And all you have to do is pick two to six players. And if they score more or less than their Price Picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. There's no competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. And obviously, NBA is done and dusted, but uh, you can get involved in MLB baseball, some Brewers action if you if that's what you're into there as well. There's uh, golf, uh, college sports, soccer, WNBA, you can uh, play Price Picks with as well. So there's plenty there still to do if you go to PricePicks.com uh, or download the Price Picks app and you can sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users receive 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with the promo code locked on. If you deposit 100, they'll give you 100. Deposit 50, they'll give you 50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to 100 bucks. Chris Middleton, the deadline for his player option Wednesday, the 21st of June, the day before the draft. And uh, as we've referenced, perhaps it's going to be an interesting 24 to 48 hours for the Bucks. Some reports that they're interested in getting into the late first round, early second round uh, with a draft pick as well. So there's going to be plenty to watch, but we do know we're going to hear something from Chris Middleton, the 40.3, I believe it is, uh, player option for this season coming up. Is he going to opt for free agency? I think we've kind of always assumed that was going to be the case, but has anything changed in the last few weeks in your mind? No, uh, I I would be very stunned if, uh, if he does pick up that player option. And, you know, as as we've said all uh, off season, that that doesn't mean he's leaving Milwaukee. It's just, if if you're, if you're Chris Middleton, and I think there's a number of guys that are kind of in this spot now, um, Clay Thompson's another one where you look at it and you say, this is probably this is my last chance at a, a big payday here. And we talked about how this isn't a great free agent class. If you're Chris, you're coming off of two years with injuries, or at least one postseason that decided that um, that that has to factor into it as well. Where it's not just well, I can get forty million now and have a great season and, and probably get around the same going forward, or I'm already going to be approaching that age where I'm in my low thirties now. Those those postseason and then last season that was kind of marred by injuries uh, it's not a massive pay cut as you alluded to hey maybe he and brooke can take a, a team friendly deal that'd be great but if you're chris i i wouldn't imagine what he takes is going to be far off of that 40 million it's just tacking on more years i know there are reports out there of four years 130 or something like that that makes sense i was i was thinking it would be around uh, 110 initially when there was hope of, man, if you could get him for three years under a hundred million, I, I just never saw that as, as possible to take that much of a dip in your annual value, given that it's not a great free agent class, regardless of what a, a section of Bucks fans think about Chris Middleton, he is valued throughout the league. And we know if the Bucks just said, you know what, we can't afford it. We're moving on. He would have a list of suitors and not just bad teams that need to spend money. So uh, because of the class that's out there, I think he's going to get paid close to that amount, and, and he knows that. And I think it's only in his favor to opt out and say, look, 
I don't care if it's a little bit less annually, but I need to get more years and he'll get that. Yeah, Fred Van Vliet. Uh, last week, I, I believe it was Draymond Green just in the last sort of hour or two yeah. as we're recording this podcast. So obviously it's pretty common uh, and don't panic if you're a Chris Milton fan and you see the opt-out text come through from uh, Woj or whoever it might be that'll break that news. That's probably pretty standard procedure. The one thing I would say is, and again, it's not necessarily that I'm expecting this, but if Chris Milton did opt into that deal, you would actually feel pretty good about how he feels about his body. Yeah. Yeah, you would feel pretty good about how he uh, he feels about his body. It, it also means uh, it's probably going to cost you a whole lot more uh, next summer when we're looking at Chris Middleton being an unrestricted or a full free agent without that player option. So it's kind of, uh, well, which, which would you prefer here? And I, I mean, I, I think it, it's probably best for the bucks that he opts out and you work out a three or four year. I know John Horst loves giving out the three plus ones, but you work out a multi-year deal where it, again, it's not going to be a big drop, but at least it's a little bit less annually where you can kind of work around some of these things in the new CBA. Uh, look, to me, if you, and we've discussed, again, Bradley Beal over the last few days in this podcast, that $57 million player option in 2027. If you're able to extend Chris Middleton in the $32, $33 million range, which is, again, team. I mean, I don't, you can be a Chris Middleton hater, but I don't know how you don't look at that. And even if you sit back and say, well, to, to you, you might say, well, four years is a long time. I mean, I, I don't see how you can complain about that money figure. No, uh, four years is a long time, sure. But we've said this about a lot of contracts. And it's not to say every single one. All of a sudden, hey, we looked at this the wrong way and it was actually good. There are certainly bad ones. But we've said this about a lot of deals through the years where it's, man, that's a lot of money or it's a lot of years. And then before you know it, it's expiring. And again, with things like, and I think we're all assuming it's going to raise, we don't know that yet, but with a new TV deal, some of these, these contracts, it's not like it's going to reduce the value in half, but I think it's going to be a lot more palatable with some of these numbers you're looking at to say, Oh, well, 30 million is, is actually the new 15 or 20 million. And we're going to start to reach that point at, at some, at some point here. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll see what happens over the next uh, few days. And then, uh, if he does opt out, as we suspect, then we'll have uh, another few days or a week or so there before free agency to see uh, how all that plays out. But it's going to be a big week or so for the Bucks. We'll have you covered on Lockdown Bucks. Make sure you drop your thoughts today on Bradley Beal, Chris Paul, uh, and of course, Chris Milton as well, and what you think is going to happen, or really basically just what you want to happen. That's what we're most interested in. The you know One last thing on the Chris Paul thing. You mentioned, um, and this is probably more of a Frank thing, but why would... Uh, a team trade for him at this point when you would assume he's going to be bought out the Lakers. Like why would the Lakers throw anything in there? I think if you're the Lakers, it's just if one other team starts sniffing around and says, you know what, a team like the bucks, we could use Chris Paul and, and we're willing to make a deal with him. That's why you would step in there. So I, I think bucks fans would say, well, why wouldn't the bucks do it? It would be great. But I believe if, if you're going to reroute him in a separate deal, it has to be a one for one. And the Bucks just don't have what Chris Paul, it's only the 15 point something that Paul has that's guaranteed, but still you don't have, you know, Bobby Portis is less than that Grayson Allen. So that's the difficulty there. And if, as far as them keeping him and going into the season and saying, well, maybe you can help us and then we'll buy you out. I don't see that happening just because of the new CBA. And if he's bought out, 
who's going to be able to sign him then? Uh, we will see. It's going to be fascinating with CP3, I think. Uh, been on a few teams over the last few years, so we'll see where he ends up. And I find it hard to believe that he's going to have another OKC gap year where he's not on a contender. So I think something will work out there with Chris Paul. All right, as I mentioned, uh, Howard Beck tomorrow. Live pod next Wednesday, June 28, Broken Bat Brewery. Make sure you check out uh, that venue there. If you haven't been there before, it's just a great spot to hang out as well. So you may as well do it next Wednesday with us. And uh, until then, we will speak to you all tomorrow. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.